Hello, welcome to another McLaren fans podcast. Uh, joining me on this one are some McLaren fans. Say hello, Woo-hoo. Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Uh, say good day, Andy. Uh, good day, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we, about until about an hour ago, we had a lovely running order. Everything was chatted about. Everything was in place. And, um, yeah, McLaren went and released a new livery for Silverstone and also <laughs> new race suits and uh, basically blew up the internet. So I guess we should really start with that. What I've enjoyed today was some of the teasers, actually, earlier on during the day. The little, you know, the changing of the logo to Chrome and a few other bits and pieces. Um, but I'm pretty impressed with it. I like it. I think it'll look good. Um, as long as it's fast. As long as it's fast, it'll always look good. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's a good good plan. It looks smashing. Um, there's a little less chrome than what I thought they might be at one point today, but I think, you know, they've kept to the sort of livery design and from what I understand, there are only so many places they could actually put it as well, so there's some limits. Yeah, like when the, the teasers, came, teasers came across this morning, it went past the Google wheel and you just got the edge of a chrome part of bodywork. Yeah. Like, okay, put that two and two together with the logo, which was on their Twitter and their Instagram. It's like, we, we've got some chrome going on. I was really excited, I'll be honest. It was like, okay, how much can we do with this? Me yeah. too. And I think the problem with some of the criticisms I saw on Twitter was that people were thinking about the Lewis Hamilton chrome, the Vodafone chrome, and they weren't thinking about the fact that this is a tie-in with chrome as our sponsor. So, yes, it's a bit of a flashback to chrome we've had on the car in the past, but that's not what we're trying to mimic here. It's our home race, and we're doing a partnership with one of our biggest sponsors. So, uh, And as you know, guys, I do love a Google wheel. So... Uh, Google Wheels, you know, on on it looks like they've been run over by Google Wheels with the stripes down their legs. The car looks great. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a brilliant tie-in. I will be hanging my banner proudly from the, the grandstands with my I love Google Wheels on it, and I shall look forward to seeing it on Friday. Did you see the tweet that was the uh, call then, still call now, and it was all the photos yes, of the yes. Chrome. But it was so, yeah. whoever did that, by the way, massive props to them, because they've got an arsenal of images, but they got that car, or 40 different versions of that car, going through a corner, down a straight through the other yeah. corner. It flips between Lewis and Jensen in the helmets. It's, that is a great bit of social media, just all them pictures flicking around. Uh, Agreed, and... And that's why it was a bit of a shame that it kind of got leaked on Sky a bit early because um, I think they've put all that effort in, the team have put all that effort into creating that content to take us on a journey. They've teased us throughout the day. They've given us snippets. They've given us mirror images and little bits of pictures building up to the moment they were going to launch it. And it's just a shame that 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 was a little bit spoiled for them. But hats off to them the content they created was brilliant and i thought it was a it's a great partnership and i'm looking forward to seeing it i like the little lando video where it sneaked into the room yeah it was early on the day right at the start of the day yeah and and the lighting so that was the uh, thought center wasn't it um yes yes it was it's normally (laughs) it's papyrus on the walls and it was a little bit silvery i was like okay we we are in here yeah we don't Um, miss much do we 
Well, think, you know, we know what Sarah, we're looking for, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, Sarah, I think you retweeted Chris Medland earlier, who said that there's some reasons behind why we can't go completely um, chrome. And one of them was the FIA updates on liveries. There's only so much change you can actually make to the livery. So yeah, I think they've I probably did done, see that. Probably I also saw... I also saw the comments where Zach said that they didn't want to come away from papaya because that's their heritage. And I know he always says, and this is true, papaya is something that we, the fans, were asking for. We wanted to go to that colour. So that's going to be the link that stays there. And I think, you know, I think you can read in pretty well into Zach's comments that papaya is going to be present for quite some time to come based on the way he says about that being there and always being, you know, remaining there. So, uh, so yeah, no, I mean, I think they did the best they could with the limitations that they have. I think, you know, you've got other sponsors on that car and clearly when you're going to change the livery, you probably have to run it by a shitload of people. I mean, Christ, <laughs> think how many people have had to sign off on that design. It's not like they just popped outside last night and thought, oh, should we, should we do the car chrome tomorrow? All right then, guys, let's do it, you know. There's a lot of work goes into that. And remember, sponsorship partners, that's what pays for our car. That's what keeps it on track. So it's very, very important to to keep those partnerships going. Sure. I, I know it was uh, Sky. I, I didn't see Sky, but I hear it was revealed a little bit early on Sky. Yeah. But they do so well to keep all these liveries and all these reveals under wraps for so long. Because as you say, the conversations must have gone on for that months, year, probably. Yep. Like yep. a long, long time. And there wasn't a whisper of that coming out of anyone. No, no, that's very and true. Everybody will have signed NDAs and everything else like that. And, you know, yep. sort of, um, uh, I don't know what they call them, not, not gagging orders, that's just something else, isn't it? Um, well, uh, well, normally when, when press releases and things come out, they have an embargo time on the minute. Embargo. Yeah. That's the it tells for. you the time you can reveal it from. It's very it's very clear in saying you cannot talk about this or share it until six o'clock tonight or whatever. So, yeah. so yeah. And I mean, I saw they had a lot of the journalists in there and they were all taking pictures. I think that's great. What we wouldn't have given, hey, guys, to have been there to see that. Oh, my God, how amazing. Imagine being been, there today and that had happened. Yeah, it would have been lovely if there had been some fans there as well, wouldn't it? So, you know. Um... Yeah, maybe a competition or something. But I do I do understand that getting fans in has a has a cost and, you know, there's there's the, the chaperones required from them and all of that kind of thing. And maybe they yeah. they have so much going on at the moment, especially as – you know, everyone always says, oh, it's Silverstone coming up. Oh, I'd love to go in a garage at Silverstone. Oh, well, maybe McLaren will let me in. Well, newsflash, Silverstone is the busiest race for our team. It's the one where they have the most partners, the most things going on, the most stuff to, to look after. It's it's probably not even that enjoyable for them at the end of the day because they're rushing here, there and everywhere, you know. Sure. Uh, someone that's been lucky enough to be in Silverstone on a Friday in, in McLaren Hospitality and Brazil on a Friday in McLaren Hospitality, it is half as full. Like Silverstone, everyone goes. Monaco and Silverstone, yep. they must be the most busy. Yeah. And 100%. you, you, you are. I mean, you're given so much more time, so much more attention, and so much more access away from Silverstone. So yep. I mean, just just doing this livery on Silverstone is going to make it even more 
I imagine all the Chrome executives that are going to Silverstone this, this weekend. I know, they'll this. be queuing up. Mind you, I would like to volunteer that if they ever, you know, need a guide or a fan to explain <laughs> how it works to them in Paddock Club, you know, I know I know they might be uh, having, a, having a glass of bubbly stuff, eating some salmon, and what's that thing with the cars going on outside? Well, I volunteer to, to, to explain to all of the guests who don't understand Formula One. I could do that. I mean, I know we've got great McLaren hosts like Chris Lawton and and people like that. But if they've got that many guests in, maybe they could do with a, you know, a, a lone person as a host. I would always love to do that. That'd be brilliant. I think it'd be great. I get to be so enthusiastic explaining stuff to people. It'd be great. I could always serve some gravy on the lunches. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all about the gravy, Andy. <laughs> a, a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to get an invite to the MTC for a tour with Dark Trace. And... Um, Around the tour, they were saying about the uh, mission control and how they have a volunteer listening to every other car's radio. So there'll be one volunteer just working on Magnuson's radio, just one volunteer just working on Hulkenberg. And apparently there's only yeah. Hass is the only other team I know at the moment. Um, but I was like, okay, how do I volunteer? What, what can I do as a fan to volunteer? <laughs> and they went, yeah, staff volunteers. And the list um, is already doubled up. Like they've got yeah. five years ahead of volunteers to go and listen to a radio. <laughs> yeah, so. you, made it, you made it sound like they were going down the Oxfam shop for a minute, Andy. But then suddenly <laughs> it sounded, sounded very different after that. Yeah, I think we'd all line up and volunteer for that, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the weekend just gone. Uh, we've just had a race in Austria. Um, we had some upgrades come to the car, mm. and they worked. Now, <laughs> yes, yes, they did. Um, now, everyone's going, oh, yeah, Austria just suits our track and everything, you know, the track suits our car and everything else like that. But it might well, it might well do, but we weren't that competitive before. Those, that kind of track with a lot, you know, we actually were keeping up with the Ferraris and, you know, even with the DRS and everything else like that. So there's a lot more speed in that car now. Um, and I think, you know, whilst we all get excited about upgrades, it's really just the first step of unlocking the potential of the new design direction, I think. So yeah. there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more pace in that car. Um, and hopefully we can unlock it in the next few races. I think they said that there was upgrades for Austria, Silverstone, and then Budapest. Um, so let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But... <laughs> It's good to feel competitive again, isn't it? It's amazing. It's amazing. And and you know what I think? I think, and I know a lot of us have tweeted this, but let's reiterate it again. Hats off to the team and all the effort that's been put in for getting those upgrades there early. It wasn't that we just gave them to Lando and we were excluding Oscar. It was that they managed to get the upgrades there a race early, but but they only had enough for Lando because of that. And I think that gave a great opportunity. Austria is a track where Lando just has a little bit of magic, doesn't he, there? For, there's something about it. He always clicks with it. It always goes well. Um, it, it seems to show our car off well. And I, I just think it was it was a brilliant effort from them, you know, to, to get that out and, and get them there. So hats off to the team for that. But, yeah, amazing weekend. I don't know what you thought, Mr. Robinson, but it made me feel very lifted. Oh, I, I loved it. Um, honestly, we were back in the mix. We were fighting at the front. Um, 
Andy, you said upgrades. We did have upgrades on one car. Oscar didn't. So we had a direct comparison between the old car and the new car. Yeah, which yeah. I think is really important, the data that we've got this weekend. Yeah. Q2, Lando was half a second faster. On a, on a lap that's only, what, 105? Yeah. Once on a, Lando that's was half a second time. faster. Huge chunk of time. Oh, and Oscar's a good driver. So that isn't because Oscar's a bad driver. That's because of the upgrades. So you can see straight away that there's upgrades and they are working. And uh, yeah, huge efforts from everyone. Blood, sweat, tears back at the factory. Yeah. Um, that's, that's massive. Um, it and is. Then, it is. And then we get to the sprint race. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know whether I followed this one or whatever, but was the shootout part of it a new thing? They've sort of changed what they've called it, haven't they? Right. It was called it was called the sprint quali, but you weren't allowed to call it quali because it wasn't, and and we did it in a different order. It's now this, it, you know, you used to have the sprint quali on Friday, didn't you? I believe, yeah. and that's the difference between that and and last year. Now they call it the shootout. I think there's slightly slightly less time in each of the the qualification sections as well, and there's some different tire regulations that come with it, but. It is what it is, you know. I mean, I, I know a lot of people moaned about sprint in general. I suppose the thing I'm gutted about, I don't know about you guys, and I know Andy Robinson, you know, this is the problem when you're with two people called Andy. You say <laughs> Andy, no one knows who you're talking to. But I know I know Andy Robinson, you managed to try and work and have the Formula One on as well. I try and do the same. But not everyone's lucky enough to do that. So at the start of this season, if you if you paid for your Sky F1 subscription, you're missing quali on a Friday now. You come home from work and it's already done. Um, and I can't see another way they can do that because they want Saturday to be this self-contained sprint element. But but that does mean that people are missing Friday quali now. It, so we had it before in Azerbaijan this year in the same format. Yep. And yep. as much as I'm going to not like myself for saying it, I quite enjoy the format. You, I, I love, so when you get to a racetrack, I absolutely yep. love Fridays especially when they were hour and a half long, practice one, practice two. And like Silverstone, you could go out and you could walk the whole track and you could see yep. every corner. You could see every car through every corner, get all the pictures you wanted on Friday. 100%. Loved it. Yep. Absolutely loved it. But my, my parents, uh, my boyfriend, they love qualifying and, and the, the drama that is. So Friday now is a lot of drama for them. So I know as a nerd, as, as a geek who wants to see every car in every corner, I, I'm missing something out. But, for everyone else in like my clan, they, they absolutely love having Friday qualifying and Saturday two events. It's like a Formula E. They do qualifying and race on the same day. Yep, and I and I get that. I'm just feeling sorry for the people who expect to watch the Formula One at the weekend and now they've missed quali. And then they have to watch a recording of it when they get home because they've missed it. So that's my, that's my only point there. And I agree with you. I love Fridays at a circuit. Me and Mr. Donnelly will tell you wherever we've been to races, we go off walking about. We try sitting in different grandstands. We look at the view. We talk to people and, and, and we like that. One other downside I would say to Sprint is, you know, Silverstone Hospitality, which I'm very lucky that I'm going to pay for a version of this Friday. They, doubled their prices after the sprint was on a Friday there um, the sprint is not there this year they haven't put them back down again so it does seem like oh, it's just another little 
thing with the money and the ripping off the fans and you know all of that kind of thing you know it was 100 140 quid to be in in brooklyn's hospitality on a friday previously which compared to some of the ticket prices i thought was brilliant um it's it's 350 plus that you know or three sorry 330 plus that so that would only be my other thing i'd say there is silverstone put their prices up for the sprint and there isn't a sprint at Silverstone this week, so therefore, what are you paying the extra money for? Well, uh, you know, I think we could have a whole podcast on Silverstone. <laughs> yeah, I, know. And, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, um, you know, pretty much for Saturday ticket, I've paid what I paid for a Grand Prix recently in the last five years. I don't think that's right. It's still sticks with me but this is essentially my only chance to get to a race this year and you know kind of I didn't want to go two or three years without being to a race so I know where you're coming from mate I wasn't going to go I wasn't going to go at all until the Imola race that never happened for me so that's the only reason I booked this in the last couple of weeks and I think just basically you know I'm there Friday and Saturday and then I'm going, going to go to the fan event in Manchester. Ah, awesome. Um, ah, yeah. fan engagement. Fan engagement. KX, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, it's just along the road. Well, it's just along the road. It's about an hour drive for me. Um, and uh, I've got a friend who's likes his F1. We go running together and we chat F1. And he said, shall we go to this after I'd retweeted it? And so he said, I've, I've, I've got us two tickets. So there you go. So... Um, and you know because it's up there and not down here in London you know there will be gravy available which of course ticks all your boxes you know (laughs) absolutely yeah so I I love this whole concept that uh, OKX aren't the first to do this Um, Grand Prix screenings used to do this get together with a bunch of people watch the race Uh, I I loved Grand Prix screenings and you know if they ever come back I'll be back there Uh, if you and it's free as well OKX are putting on for free Hmm. so it's not as if you can't afford to go. Um, it's getting there that's probably the hassle, to be fair. It's, it's that far up north. It's past Watford. Yeah, but remember, where is the race? It's in the south. It's so they kind of cover well, it's not. It's in the Midlands, isn't it? It's Northampton. It's in the Midlands. Depends where you live, Sarah. Yeah. It's not um, like, you know, the Southampton is in the south. Portsmouth we, is in the south. We, we've found how the podcast finally ends, the debate on north versus south. I think OKX putting on for free, uh, yeah. a fan engagement like that, say, come, and they've got, they've got simulators there. You know they'll have good prizes. And yeah. they, they are, they've just done a massive sponsorship Sweet. deal with Man City to be the shirt yeah. sleeve sponsor. Yeah, but even then, think about it. It's like, right, you, you know, you're going to go, you're going to meet other fans. It's not about going to win prizes. It's about meeting other McLaren fans and watching it's the race. Com- camaraderie and being together yeah, as a group. Yeah. So, the McLaren family. Yeah, um, you know, and, and really, um, I'd like to see more of these things being done, even by sponsors, you know. Yep. Certainly, some of the more prominent sponsors on our car could easily do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I would say is I'd love to see the bill afterwards because I would imagine it's a massive financial commitment doing this. So let's make sure we show our appreciation, people of Twitter who are all listening to this podcast or watching it, 
because if we don't tell people we like these things, then they won't do it for us in the future. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're right. There's a lot of negativity comes out of people don't really praise enough these days. It'd be nice to see a bit more praise kicking about. So, yeah, so if you're going to Manchester and you enjoy it, tell them. Not only that, tell McLaren as well. Not just yeah. the sponsors, tell McLaren. Because the more of us that engage with the team saying that we like these things, the more likely these things are to happen again. Which leads us nicely. Oh, segue. On our next point. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, recently myself and Sarah were lucky enough to go to the MTC. We've been quite a few times before, but this is very different. Um, and I'll let Sarah explain why and what it was about. Yeah, so I can't reveal too much to you guys because a, a lot of what we talked about whilst we were there is understandably confidential and and will be work in progress but but basically we've been we've been talking to the team a lot about fan engagement how they engage with us what they can do to be involved with fans you know and, and that kind of thing we're always asking for them to try and put more tours on um so that people can visit mtc so so basically not not to make it sound too sexy we went there for a meeting and we went in a meeting room and yes, there were cookies with speed marks on them, which is one of the best things in the world. But yeah, Andy and I went there for a meeting and um, there were a few others with us as well. It was only a small group and we were there representing you guys, representing the fans. So it was our chance to get across some messages about what we like, what we'd like to see more of, what things don't work so well and, and that kind of thing. And all I can really share with you right now, guys, is that the team are listening. They've taken that on board. And that's that's a really big thing. You know, they've taken the time to listen to us. They are watching our tweets. They know what we say. They see it. You know, some of the things we mentioned, they've already seen. So I can't give anything away. I just want you all to know that the team are listening and they're doing their very best to always look at ways they can engage with us and improve that. So watch this space. Yes. To start with, that's awesome that they, they want to engage with fans in that way. Also, exactly. If if you two uh, have that ear, wouldn't it be lovely if some of our listeners could give you suggestions to put up, put upwards towards? Absolutely, them? absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, that's, yep. that's the thing. It's, it's you know, there's. I, I'm going to say I made the point whilst we were there that you know there's much more than the fans that were in the room that need yep. to be listened to as well, and you know we're all about trying to make it so that there is more opportunity so there is more engagement more chances to go like sarah said to the mtc to go in a garage but also you know what about the fans that can't get to places like this how do we engage with them as well what yeah. can we do for them and you know whilst i must say we probably gave them a massive list of stuff and if we can you know tick off two or three of them each year or each season then you know that's progress and, that, and that's it. So for me, it was a very positive meeting. There was a lot discussed and uh, coming out of it, um, I hope to see some things happen, whether they happen in the next couple of weeks. It might be a few months. These things take a bit of time. But, you know, these things have been noted. And, um, you know, it, it's a positive step in the right direction. 
I think I think it really is. I feel quite privileged to be someone that the team trusts to ask what fans' feelings are on things, to ask for our views. It is a it is a position of privilege, and I'm I'm very aware of that. I know some people saw pictures of us that we took at at, at the factory on the boulevard and thought we'd just been there for a jolly. But you know, I'd I'd be at pains to add we we were there for a couple of hours, and most of that time was spent in a meeting doing what we've talked about. We we had a quick walk up and down the boulevard at the end. That wasn't the reason we were there. That was the icing on the cake. So, you know, we're we're doing our best to make sure that the voices of fans are heard, and. My feeling is is that, you know, the team pretty much know a lot of these things, but it just takes them a while to organise it. And we have to remember that they're not there just to fanny around with us. They're actually running a bloody business and there's a car to run and there's things to do there. You know, I've always said this when I see people having a go at the McLaren Twitter account, like, yeah, they don't build the car, those people that run the Twitter account. One thing I will add, and I hope this isn't giving anything away, so I'll be careful how I word it, but... You know, the, the way that the McLaren digital team work has changed a lot. If you think about the fact that it used to just be a, a Twitter account, then you've got other platforms as well. You've got Facebook, you've got TikTok, you've got this, you've got that. But also, you've got now different different racing that, that McLaren is taking part of. So there is digital content, Twitter accounts, and all sorts of things created for the Formula E team the Extreme E team, the IndyCar team, the Shadow team. You know, all of these different areas are now covered by a larger digital team than there used to be. But still, it's a massive amount of content. So, you know, I think we have to appreciate that and and uh, and realise all the hard work that goes into that. So on that very note, um, Mr Heritage is where Formula our Formula E and our Extreme E team are based. And they had uh, Mr Heritage do open days randomly. And I spotted one for Father's Day, like a couple of days before it, and went over. And Formula E, um, Extreme E, McLaren, had the garage open. So you could go in, oh, you could see it. Yeah. Jake Hughes was there, our Formula E driver, and he could not have spent more time with the fans. He, he was brilliant at it. But um, I was talking to uh, the lady that does social media, Holly, and she does both Formula E and Extreme E. And she honestly, she put out a tweet on the Friday saying, who's coming on Saturday? And Simon Brooks and myself both replied saying, we'll see you there Sunday or see you there Saturday. And she replied to us saying, come to, the, come to us. We'll make sure you get to meet Jake. And it was lovely because she actually sees the tweets. The people that tweet to, for, to McLaren Formula E and McLaren Extreme E, she sees them and she knows the names. Um, yeah. I, had, I had Jake sign my um, hat, which I absolutely love. Nice. Um, but they genuinely see it. And the thing we've got to remember is they also see when people are slagging them off. And that that's a, a really good point. And I think, you know, yes, you can not agree with something, but doesn't mean that you have to have a go at the team about it. I think there's a way to deliver a message. We've yeah. always said this in the past. It's not always the message, it's the way it's delivered. Yeah. So firstly, I'd say some people that I interact with on Twitter, English isn't their first language. And sometimes the way they word things might seem more abrupt, more pointed, they might use the word stupid, where I would say something a little bit more t- sort of subtle. So that's, you know, that, that's one thing to think about there. But, but you know, we can all be frustrated. But I've said it before. I think that my way of, of feeling like I'm with the team is to support them. I'm a supporter. I'm cheering them on. I'm a cheerleader. I don't want to say that wasn't good enough. You know, I, that's not the way I am. I know how hard they're working. 
Now, other people are quite happy to say, oh, it wasn't a good race. We didn't do as well. But it's the way they word it and the way they say it. Um, I am sick of seeing people saying your effing car is like a tractor, for instance. You know, why would you tweet that? What's the point in that? You know, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Am, am I know, wrong in thinking that Lamborghini side out making tractors? Though? They did indeed, and Jeremy Clarkson's getting on really well with that at the moment. <laughs> but it just it just seems to me that if you haven't got anything nice to say, yes, you can be annoyed or frustrated, but the way you word it, you can say to the team, I'm disappointed we didn't do better this weekend, but I know you're working hard. Or, or you know, you don't have to, you know, go to war with people. There's better ways to do it. Um, and even today on the livery that we've just talked up and we've just said how much we've enjoyed seeing the content, some of the replies on that, I, I think, you know, you've just got 20% of all people on Twitter are just trolling for fun. Um, you, while, while, <laughs> while we're doing this, I've got Twitter up on the side of my screen and I've just got that video, like the, the couple of minute video where it's going through. Uh, it's just mm. an unbelievably lovely livery. Is it like strobe it? lighting in front of your eyes? Oh, it's, it's, it's 47 <laughs> seconds on a loop, but it's a lovely livery. It, it is. is. It really is. And the concept of it as well is just, the, you know, the concept behind it. I think it's brilliant. Anyway. Whoever, whoever made these videos for the Twitter the release and the Instagram and the social media releases, they have done a cracking job. I we'll think never, so too. We'll never know who it is. That's the most annoying thing. But the person that's done these videos, they've done a really good job. We'll never know who it is. We might know who it is. Char Charlie's moved over to the E's now. So Charlie, the photographer for Formula One, he now oh, does extremely didn't you see? Formula. Didn't you see Charlie tweet earlier that he actually had been doing some other stuff? He, he was. He'd for taken this, a photo this of this today, yeah, yeah, so. in the full sense. It is nice. I do feel that I like getting to know members of the team. You know, we always used to go races and see Henrik. We see yeah. Charlie. You know, there's a lot of changeover in the team, but I think it's nice to get to know people. And I like the fact that they remember us as well. Which Didn't is, the social you know, media team thing. just used to be Penny and uh, Helen? Was that the social media team really so far it was, back in the day? It was just in the, in, at the start, I think it was Matt Bishop as the head and then Penny was brought in. Then Helen was brought in to help Penny and it all grew from there. I mean, it was just, it was, it was Matt Bishop steve cooper was around then you had rob bloom as well and then penny helen and that was probably when we thought wow the team's got bigger <laughs> so yeah it's 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 massively grown i can't remember how many people it was but they did tell us when we were in there it was over 20 yeah 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 so but like i say we're covering so many different things now i mean you know there's just so much going on isn't there but I can't, I can't do TikTok though. I'm looking at too many different forms of social media as it is. I can't keep up with that as well. Well, that, Plus, I, old... I can't, I can't do the dance, you know, or whatever you have to do. Yeah. The old Twitter <laughs> storm of the weekend, Andy. How did you cope with the Twitter storm of the weekend and not, not be able to see any tweets about the racing? Um, I, I just watched the racing, mate, like old days. <laughs> yeah, I see, thought, I like. I thought what I'd do is watch the race. And then come on to Twitter afterwards, which is what I did, and then kind of catch up on everything at that point, rather than kind of end up scrolling through and hitting your limit ten laps in or whatever. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, there's there's other platforms out there and other bits and pieces, so it's pretty good. Well. Um, 
we've got our little WhatsApp group where we all chat, don't we, when we're watching the race, and that's nice because I'm not yeah. alone. You know, I feel like I've got someone to talk to. So, yeah. so um, who's at Silverstone this week? Only right. Friday. Only Friday. To, to be honest, it gives me a bit of a dirty feeling because I am angry at Silverstone about their Ryanair pricing and the things they do. I, I am angry at them, but I want to see a car, so I'm going on Friday only. Yeah, I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday. Andy, are you there? Wednesday to Monday. Right, fair enough. He's, he's <laughs> moving in. Yeah. Well, we camp. We, we camp. So my folks and my boyfriend will go together. My sister's back as well. So we, we're camping, and you can go for Wednesday night, and then you can leave Monday morning, and go back for work. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Right. Well, if you need not a single joke about the gay man camping, are we just going to leave that one hanging? Well, you know, I just didn't register with me. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realise that they did glamping, camping, camping. So. <laughs> Andy, you're doing something good at Silverstone this year, though. Uh, well, we kind of all are in some way, but um, yeah. So uh, I'll be around Friday and Saturday. Um, and basically, I'm going to give some things away. And oh, oh. basically, to win some of these prizes, which uh, Andy can show you one of them now. It's a nice That's a hat. Look at that. Yeah. Um, we. And some stickers, some very good stickers. And I will tell you what those stickers are when you turn up in person. But um, we're going to have 10 envelopes. And inside those envelopes, you're either going to win a a hat, cap of some sort, or a chocolate orange. (laughs) Now, if you've listened to this podcast a few times, you'll you'll, uh, remember when Perry was on. And he referred to the car by the wrong colour. The wrong colour, yes. The wrong colour. So, so it's a chocolate papaya, really, isn't it? Not a chocolate yes, O-word. Yes. Um, so what we would like you to do is grab me, uh, not literally, come up to me, say hi, um, <laughs> introduce yourself, but then say the car is papaya, not orange, and we'll give you a choice of what envelopes are left to win a prize. Now. There's some caps in there, but there might also be a bit of a special prize in there as well, which I'm not revealing just yet, um, but all will be revealed when, when well, if somebody grabs the envelope, hopefully. Mrs. Merritt, many, you get out and go hunting down. I want the I special prize. Know. I don't know what the special prize is. You're not allowed to it, Andy. It, it sounds uh, like it might be wet, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just to say though, the the other two hats, Andy Donnelly, you have gone for the right one. Like as as a hat fan, you've you've gone for the very nice Lando hat there. Yeah, so the two of the hats are the Lando Silverstones. We've got a kid's papaya hat, and then the hat that you've got, and then there's another special. And I'll hat. I'll uh, I'll throw in some key rings and things. Right. You know, if if you if you'd like a Google wheel, people, then there might be some of those in there as yeah. well. Okay, so. Uh, so basically, there's ten envelopes. There are five prizes to be given away, and essentially, you've got a kind of one in two chance. So it's worth doing. But obviously, you've got to have listened to this podcast to know what the code word is. So there you. <laughs> and, and don't be cheating. Word, don't don't be passing out the code word to people. I won't be. But what I will be doing is I will be tweeting where I am as the day goes on. So you've got a chance of finding me. <laughs> 
So what was the password again? What do we need to say? You have to say the car's papaya, it's not orange. Got it. We, we might the car's even... papaya, it's not yeah. orange. Yes. Or even if you come up and say it's papaya, not orange. Will you, will you be will you be dressed as a giant papaya? No, I won't. How would I fit in the seat? I was just hopeful, you know. Will you be wearing a hat that's got a giant papaya on it? Have you got a hat that's got a giant papaya on it, Sarah? Is that what you're going to be wearing? No, because I am going to Brooklands to have 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 cheapy hospitality. I'm going to be wearing a dress and looking yeah, you've nice. You got posh gravy, don't you? Posh gravy in there, <laughs> but I might bring with me my croissant that says Oscar Pastry on it because I never got to use it at Imola because I never got to the bloody race. So, uh, so yeah. And I might I might have a nice banner hanging off the side of where I am as well. So if you're in the middle by the stage, people, look over towards the Brooklyn Suites on Friday. And if you see my banner, take a picture of it and send it to me because there's nothing I like more than getting a picture. And if they send you a picture, are you going to send them some key rings? Maybe, if oh, they're nice. Depends how many there are, surely. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not like Ben Sarah over here and, you know, end up... <laughs> I've been in the field again. I was, I was, yes, indeed. I was, I was going to give you some to put in your little envelopes, Andy. I was trying yeah, to help you great. with yours. Andy, yeah. whereabouts are you going to be on Silverstone? Are you out of track, in a track? Uh, we're, we're basically going to be in general admission all weekend. So we'll be wandering ah. around. Um, we'll be sitting in some stands for some of the sessions. Um, probably, most likely, around the merch area as well at some point. You know, there can't be anything left that you haven't bought, surely. Uh, yeah, but I put a barrel of stone on, so I need to buy all the sizes and big, bigger ones now. Yeah, but, but don't buy it there. It costs a million pounds more there. You're better off buying it on a McLaren store. If you are going to buy it at Silverstone, though, go to the Castor shop underneath the, the uh, Silverstone Hilton Garden Inn because the Castor shop is cheaper than the McLaren stands or any of the Formula One stands out on the rest of the circuit. Yeah, it might be different for the Grand Prix weekend, though. Oh, last year's Grand Prix weekend, I saved 10 quid on the top. Right, okay. Well, there's a good that's tip good, for everybody that's, else. That's good it? advice, then. Yeah, that's yeah. good advice. Right. So, uh, yeah, we've pretty much run out of time for this podcast. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see some of you people who listen and watch at Silverstone this weekend. Um, yep. And give us a shout if you are around. And you know oh. what? If you are at Silverstone and you're sat next to some other McLaren fans, why don't you tell them about this podcast? Yeah. Because it would be great to have some new listeners come out of the Silverstone weekend. Yes, that would be fantastic. Right. Especially if you tell them the keywords. The car is papaya, not orange. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Orange is for Max Verstappen, papaya is for McLaren. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. Bye.